This is a re-recording of our July 7th, 2019 message, prayers, and sending. Would you pray with me, please? Loving God, giver of all grace, we thank you for being your church in Christ. We thank you for our breath of life, and we thank you that in Christ you have called us into unity, that together as one in Christ we may find your joy in your Holy Spirit. Help us to find that today as we consider your word and let it be what we live for. In Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Good morning. So great to see you at our new time. I hope and pray that this change will be good for our worship, and we'll see how it goes, and then we'll consider how to move forward together. We're doing this hoping that it's going to work for everybody, but we also want you to make worship the thing that is the focus of your Sundays. However we do it, we hope that it's for the good of all. The Apostle Paul reminds us this morning in his letter to early Christians how important it is to work for the good of all, especially for the good of everyone in our community of faith. Paul didn't have kind words for those who weren't focused on the greater good. Paul says in his letter to the Galatians, those who plant only for their own benefit will harvest devastation from their selfishness but those who plant for the benefit of the Spirit will harvest eternal life from the Spirit. Selfishness brings disaster, Paul tells us. Doing things that benefit all brings us the fruit of God's Spirit, which Paul tells us are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those things don't sound like disaster, do they? No, they don't. They sound like the best things that we could possibly have and the best things that we could possibly be. They're the things that we hope for in our lives, for our church and and for God's world. Selfishness is about grabbing what you can, having a heart that's at war with ourselves and with others, a life filled with God's Holy Spirit, helps us to see how doing things for the good of all is great. The life of the Spirit is about having a heart that's at peace. If our hearts are at peace, our hearts are free. As Paul said in Galatians chapter 5 last week, in God's Spirit we are set free for freedom. Being at peace with one another and finding unity in one another in that peace, brings us amazing freedom, a power that brings us the joy that is the sweetest fruit of all in God's Holy Spirit. If we're one with one another, for one another freely, at peace in God's Holy Spirit, then that is true joy. What was the last time that the world was really one with one another freely like that? Well, maybe we'd have to go back to the Garden of Eden to answer that question. We've been using our freedom pretty unwisely since God first gave it to us. Amen? But this month, we have a great reminder of a moment in history when the world did seem to be one for a few brief days. 
In July of 1969, three astronauts sat on top of the most powerful rocket ever launched. And that rocket shot their spacecraft, Apollo 11, all the way to the moon. And two of those astronauts, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, landed on the moon safely for the first time. It was an amazing achievement by thousands of people, watched by more people around the world as it happened than anything ever before in human history. What made the joy of that moment around the world possible was a unity that ran deep in the global team of men and women who worked hard together around the clock to make it happen. They put aside their differences, their selfish goals, and their limits, and they all strived for one common goal, night and day, together. Everyone was focused on putting those astronauts on the moon and bringing them home safely. And everyone on that team was unified in part because they had seen the sad results of not being unified. The first Apollo mission ended in tragedy before it ever flew. When a fire swept through its space capsule during a routine pre-flight test, the construction of the capsule had been rushed, and it led to short circuits in the wiring that sparked a fire. And the escape hatch of their spacecraft was poorly designed, and it trapped the crew inside the capsule. It was all over in just a few seconds. And it was, as Paul said, devastation because people did not take their unity seriously. What we do with our gift of freedom from God matters. Who we do it with matters. How we do it matters. It is, in fact, the only thing that really matters. Every day, every moment, we choose who we're going to live for and how we're going to live for them. Everything that we do has consequences, not just for our own lives, but for every life on this planet. And we we can't solve the whole world's problems. Working in unity with billions of dollars at their disposal, each with their own great talents and abilities, the thousands of of women and men of the Apollo moon mission managed to send three people on the most amazing trip in history, and that was huge, but that moment of joy just came and went all too quickly. Just a few short years later, we gave up sending people to the moon. As great as that joy was in July of 1969, it didn't last. The unity did not last. It turns out that real unity needs something even bigger than a moon rocket to last and to grow God's joy. In 1872, people started worshiping our God in this place. And I'm sure that it it brought people joy and a sense of unity to finally have a church to call their own. And here we are, all these many years later, still seeking God's joy together. We come here to be together as God's people in Christ, and we sit in places where people have done this for almost 150 years. 
right where you sit today, dozens and dozens of other people have sat. And just like you, maybe those people weren't so eager to go to church when they woke up in the morning. Maybe they had problems that were overwhelming them. Maybe the world was overwhelming them. Maybe they had people who had hurt them, perhaps even people in their church. But they put aside those things, and they came to church because they knew that slavery to their selfishness and to the selfishness of others was not the solution. They came in unity to find God's joy. And God's joy has endured in this place, not because this is a rich church or a famous church or a powerful church. God's joy has endured in this place because there are people who have been willing to be a part of sharing God's goodness together for the good of all. This church has endured setbacks and tragedies and many other challenges, and through it all, there have been people who have put those things aside, the things that lead to our devastation and the church's devastation, and they've used their freedom not to cut and run, not to take what they want and leave the rest, but instead to find in themselves the power of God's Holy Spirit at work and to find the joy of being one with one another and one with God's world. You see, unity means being one. God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is one. One is not about being on your own, a single digit, set apart, hiding behind armor against others. One means being eternally with one another, for one another, and through faith in Jesus Christ, being one in Christ with God's world. We all have our roles to play in God's unity, a part of everyone being one in God for God. When Jesus sent out his disciples to preach to God's world, Luke's gospel today says that he gave those disciples all the same instructions. They all had one plan, and each one of them acted it out in their own way and did it together. And they got it this they got the same amazing results, every one of them. Lives were changed. Joy was abundant because all were being one in Christ, glorifying God with everything they did together. We are one with each other in Christ through the unity that God gives us in God's Holy Spirit, that living power and presence of God that breaks our isolation and gives us our lasting sense of being connected to the source of God's everlasting joy. That unity in Christ through the Spirit creates what Jesus calls his church, his children, his people who God invites to be one. And Jesus makes us one in God's Holy Spirit, first to make us one as a church, and then to spread God's oneness out from this church into every corner of God's world. Outside the doors of our church, our neighbors, 
people in our homes and in the streets and homes and of places all around God's world, they need to be a part of God's joy. And if we don't follow the instructions that Jesus gave his disciples to bring us joy and to bring them joy, then we will limit the greatness of God's joy. We're free to find God's joy in unity through faith in Jesus Christ. In God's Holy Spirit, we can be one with Christ, one with each other, and one with God's people on earth in ministry. I promise this to you every time that I offer you our Holy Communion. It's the unity that feeds us and that sets us free for joyful obedience in Jesus. Use your freedom wisely. Don't choose it to choose destruction. Use it to seek and to find and to share God's unity in Christ now and forever and find in God's unity the fruits of God's Spirit that bring us and everyone God's everlasting joy for our good and for the good of all of God's world. Amen. It's time now for the prayers of the people when we lift up our joys and concerns. And we ask you this week to hold in special prayer Amanda Lampo. She's 16 years old, awaiting the results of a biopsy. Uh, We pray for our member David Moore, husband of Angela Moore, who's been hospitalized in New Hampshire uh, with possible problems with circulatory system. And I can report as of Tuesday that he is undergoing tests and a possible procedure. Um, And we pray for Kathy Lane, another beloved member who was hospitalized over the weekend uh, for severe dehydration and seems to be recovering well. And we ask you to pray for all of God's world that it is so much in need of the unity of Christ that brings people joy. And I pray that we can work together as a church to bring that joy. Let's pray together in this moment. Loving God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for being your church in Christ. Hear the prayers of the people. Lift up the people who we have named as well as those who are not named. We lift up our nation, our leaders, and all the world's nations and leaders, and all the world's people who so much to be one with you in Christ. They need you, dear Lord, and we need to be one with them. Forgive us, Lord, for our shortcomings in doing this. Help us to put those aside, and in Christ, let us trust in your Holy Spirit that we can, together, as your people, experience the joy of bringing your new life into our lives and all the lives we touch around God's world. Help us to bring those gospel miracles into our lives and to lives everywhere, we pray, in the blessed and holy name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We thank you for listening to this recording of our worship. We hope and pray that you come 
and worship with us again, 9 a.m. this coming Sunday, July 14th. And our charge to keep this week, we are God's hope for the world, united in Christ, by Christ, for Christ. Let go of fear and trust God's way that unites us with God's joy for the world. Praise God. We are freed for joy in Christ together. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine God's face upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up God's countenance upon you and us and all of God's world and grant us peace now and forever. And may the people so loved and touched by God say, Amen. Have a blessed week. Take care in Christ. See you soon.